Hey, do you teach yoga? Have you ever trained to lead yoga classes to be a yoga therapist? Have you ever owned a yoga studio? Maybe even just wondered what it was like for the women and men up there in front of the room on their mats, leading you through endless Surya Namaskars, down dogs, and pranayamas galore? Well, these are their stories and mine. I'm Rebecca Sebastian, a 20-year yoga teacher, 10-year yoga therapist, yoga studio owner, and co-founder of a yoga-focused nonprofit. I've done a lot in the yoga world over the last 20 years, pretty much everything except had a water cooler. You know, a place to share stories, talk about struggles, successes, and find other people who do the same thing that I do. Welcome to Working in Yoga, a podcast and substitute water cooler for yoga folks to connect and build community, to share our unique profession, our challenges, and our journeys with the world. Hey friends, welcome to Working in Yoga. This week is our final episode in the summertime self-care series for yoga professionals. To recap, we have had an episode on what to do with all the quiet, one on fresh goals and new starts, and last week's episode on the dip or how we deal with those downtimes. Our final summertime care series episode talks about what it means to rest, recharge, and shift into reset mode for fall and winter time. Now, I have to admit, I am in the thick of this right now, personally. I'm working on all the new interesting, useful, and nourishing content that I want to share with you all for the rest of 2023 and into 2024. I have lots of amazing interviews lined up, and I'm excited to share them with you. Now, I think this podcast is about you and us. I spent so many years as a lonely yoga teacher searching for people to talk about bigger topics in the yoga industry with and to share ideas, opinions, and opportunities. And I'm always excited when I get to hear from you, the listeners, as you tell me your stories and experiences out there in the greater yoga professional landscape. So remember, if you have questions for me or want me to answer something on the podcast, don't hesitate to reach out via the contact Um, form on the podcast website, www.workinginyoga.com. It's on the main page when you scroll down a little bit. Now, before we begin, this is the part where I do a couple of different things. First, I remind you that one of the best ways you can support this work on the podcast is by subscribing wherever you listen. The algorithm artists make it so that when more people subscribe to the podcast, the podcast is then shown to even more folks who might be interested in sharing their stories of being a yoga professional and listening to others. That means our community is bigger, more vibrant, and more diverse. And that, to me, is the best part of us. Number two, if you aren't on my newsletter yet, why not? I do a little blurb on the podcast episode for the week and share extra stuff about what I'm reading, listening to, and seeing out there in the yoga world. I've started trying to find out more information about the job salary sites uh, and how they're reporting yoga teacher job salaries, which feel way out of touch with what we're actually earning. So if you want to know my updates as I try and go into these big organizations and see if I can get some answers, you're going to need to subscribe to the newsletter. So go ahead and click the show notes and there's a link to get to the newsletter right down below. 
And thank you to those newsletter subscribers last week who were patient when I forgot to save part of the newsletter and sent it out only halfway done. I, of course, sent the newsletter out again, having rewritten the second half, and I appreciate your patience. And I hope you found my favorite business book of 2023, an interesting recommendation. I can't tell you how much I love it and how much it's already shifted my thinking. And thank you, as always, to Sunlight Streams, the online self-care blog for folks who need to learn skills to truly self-care. Self-care has always been something to check off the to-do list or an expensive activity to participate in, but Sunlight thinks differently. Self-care is the ultimate way to nourish, nurture, and care for yourself. It is the practice of understanding that you matter, and you matter as much as everyone else all across the globe. So check out the blog at www.thesunlightexperience.com backslash blog. Now let's press that reset button. Over the last few weeks, I have encouraged you to rethink what your goals, ambitions, and dreams are for your own yoga professional journey. Do you want to see more people in larger classes? Do you want to work more deeply and skillfully with people one-on-one? Do you want to shift into writing or speaking or traveling around for yoga festivals? Do you just want to walk into a yoga class that you're teaching and not feel terrified? All of these things are honestly excellent goals, and I think anything that you decide is going to be great. But among those goals, you should also be working on getting paid more even if you don't feel like you need to be paid more. Let me tell you why. Not only can you donate all of your money to charity or buy fee- buy stuff only from female or BIPOC-owned businesses or build generational wealth for your children, although all of those reasons are incredibly valid and amazing and high-minded, but you can also just want to take yourself on vacation so you can rest and relax and recharge or pay your bills ahead of time, or make sure that the food on your plate is something that you can truly afford. All of those reasons are amazing. And let me restate this over and over again. When good people have more money, the world gets better. But also consider that you should put make more money as a business goal for the rest of 2023 and into the future because that helps folks who are new in the industry. The younglings, as my husband would call them. He calls the mentees in his job, younglings. And it paves the way for those folks to have a sustainable career for the foreseeable future. Now, I know many of us worked very hard to build careers and businesses that pay us, myself included. But just because I worked incredibly hard does not mean that I think everyone should have to figure out how to pave their own career path the way that I had to. So let's build a better yoga professional future for them. For those who come after us, we know how they feel. We know that they're excited to share yoga with others. We, want, we know that they're excited to use the entire scope of the practice, not just asana, with other people even if they're not quite sure how they're going to do it yet. We know that those yoga teachers are just now learning how this practice can help support and change the lives of so many people with its principles. We will ask for more money, not only for ourselves, but for those teachers too. Because we are building a true profession, 
and this involves us making the income required to justify the expenses that we ourselves incur while training to be a yoga teacher, yoga therapist, or yoga teacher trainer. We do it because a rising tide can lift all ships if we let it. And next, let me ask you, have you rested lately? Have you figured out how to power down and recharge your creativity for this job? Whether it's figuring out that you don't need to invent a new class every time you teach. I teach the same basic class all week and change it for the following week. I do that now with two regular weekly classes and have done it for years, even when I had 18 weekly classes. The ability to do repeat performances of classes without guilt is key to making this job less taxing and more sustainable. And speaking of weekly classes, have you also figured out how to create a teaching arc over time? Think of this like storytelling, picking a larger topic and diving into the subtleties of that topic over several weeks. How I teach now primarily is to test out content that I'm creating for larger courses or workshops, and this means that arc of teaching doesn't usually last more than a couple of weeks. However, it is possible and entirely more sustainable if you build content in an arc over longer periods of time, six, eight, 12 weeks. This can help you rest by allowing the creation of large teaching to be in one big push of creativity, When done well, we are then allowing that big push of creativity to take some of the mental load off of teaching weekly classes that need to be invented, scored, themed, and birthed into the world. That arc creates the theme for you already, so you don't have to think about what you're teaching every single week. If you want more information about how I do this, go ahead and hit the contact form on the Working in Yoga website, and I will be happy to share more. So how do we fully embrace the reset? For me, I love to draw out a plan. I love a list, I love a mind map, I love to plan. I find that incredibly creative. This part of business ownership is one of my favorite things. The part where you get to build the new goal, and if I haven't said it enough, let me make sure to tell you again that goal needs to be concrete. Use numbers and a timeline. And then make a plan to get yourself to that goal. That plan needs to be incredibly solid. Use math and spreadsheets. Remember how I also said a few weeks ago that one of my favorite quotes from my feminist business hero, Kelly Deals, is that numbers heal? Use this time to heal through getting to know your numbers. And then get to work at looking at a new goal, a new project, and a new time to build something that has meaning for you. Make sure to keep yourself accountable to your goals. Take the opportunity to reevaluate those goals every so often. And then hunker down for the mundane work of reaching your dream career. Reset as an idea can be a fun thing to think about. It can mean that blank pages where we get to draw and create something new are floating in front of us. But make sure that the reset button leads to lasting change by keeping yourself accountable to the goal you created. If you aren't getting closer to that goal by Christmas time of this year, reassess how your game plan is working for you and if you need to uplevel your skill set in order to get where you want to go. And most importantly, have fun. 
after this upcoming holiday weekend, it's Labor Day here in the U.S. where I am, folks will be more than ready to come back into yoga spaces to learn, grow, and replenish from a hard summer of activities. Now, we as yoga professionals know that our rest time happens during that same summer, so we will meet our students fresh-faced and ready to share all that we love about yoga with our people. So have fun with it. Try out a new philosophical principle as you teach an asana class. Add meditations for the change in seasons to your repertoire. Bring more of you and your heart's practice to your classes. That is what your students want from you, and that is what I hope for you. I hope that you find the opportunity to be your whole amazing and wonderful self wherever you are at, including when you're a yoga teacher. Thank you so much for joining me around the water cooler. I am so grateful and honestly consistently surprised to hear that people listen. Next week, I start more guest interviews for the fall, starting with a repeat guest, Sherry Dostoriba. Sherry and I talk consent in yoga spaces and push the conversation past the glorified drink coasters and consent cards. I think you're going to love it. And until then... I'm so very proud that you're in this industry with me, so thanks for being you. Go be awesome in the world.